with Sarah looking back at Gore's history. Hi Sarah. Hello. Now Jeanette, I hear that you've been doing some research since we last spoke. Yes, I have. I looked into the wheat silos that we mentioned in one of the stories last week Mm. and I found a a run reference to them. They were built by Jack Brothers Limited. They were three steel wheat silos with 28 thousand bushel capacity each and they're built on the site of the May Brothers foundry near Gore Station. There we go. Somewhere between 1949 and 1958. Excellent, there you go. That's mentioned on John H. Chambers' memoirs which are on the Gore History Now site. That is a fantastic site, very useful for us when we're doing historical pieces. Yes, it (laughs) is. It's very useful. So I might put a little link for them on our podcast so people that are interested in reading more about it can so I'll put a link to that page. Sounds good. So what have you got for us this week? So 150 years ago the paper reported on a remarkable escape from drowning. So the article says that Mr Carey of the Five Mile Plain while at work on Tuesday last on his farm went to a partially covered water pit for a drink when Hearing a peculiar sound in the pit, he looked attentively under the covered part of the water and discovered the body of a child floating on the surface and on rescuing it found it to be that of his own son, four years old. The father's feelings and those of the family may be imagined. Means for restoring the little fellow to life were anxiously employed for more than an hour and Dr Popham being sent for the interim, who, on reaching the spot, found indications of still-existing animation and ultimately the child, which, but for his father's visit to the pit, must have perished, was restored to life. And though greatly exhausted, it is now likely to escape being the subject of a coroner's inquest. (laughs) How remarkable! How remarkable! What a story! So if the father hadn't gone for a drink, he wouldn't have found his son drowning. Yes. And how's the line? Indications of still existing animation. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He was still breathing, in other words. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. So I guess they found a pulse and they managed to revive him, but... Mm. Wow, that would have been very, very frightening for the father, I'm sure. I love the final light. Is now likely to escape being the subject of a crime. <sighs> what a way to say, and is going to live. If I wrote something like that these days, I would be crucified <laughs> for being <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> you could get more insensitive. That's than that. it. <laughs> but drowning back then, when they relied on wells for water and mm. water tanks to maintain water, must have been a very common. Yeah, very um, common way for people to die. Yes. No, when we bought our house, it had the underground water tank that all the old houses around here had. And, oh, yes. And my mother-in-law was very worried about the children mm. getting into that. Well, that's it. So what was the story for 100 years ago? So 100 years ago, a story on returned soldiers featured in the Bunyip. So it says, in many respects, it is to be regretted that the Gawler sub-branch of the Returned Soldiers Association is likely to close up its billiard and club rooms in the basement of the town hall in Gawler. The apathy of members have been very discouraging to the Honourable Secretary, Mr PWC Beadnall, and his executive officers. Practically no interest is shown by local returned men, and the rooms are rarely occupied. In fact, it is unused for many weeks at a time. Well, that's interesting. It must have been taken over by the Gawler Club because mm. the billiard table is still there. Yeah, there it is. Room is still mm. there, so it's still in use. And the RSL has its own club room, so yes. perhaps they just yes. wanted to hang out at their own home base. Yes, they moved. Mm. So, 50 years ago. Yes. 
50 years ago, rat complaints were investigated. The article says the Golan Local Board of Health Inspectors, Mr P.G. Wren, has inspected several properties in Williston and Gola following complaints of rat infestations, and he told board members at their meeting on Monday last week. One nearby resident had complained of rats in the vicinity of the pug hole at the corner of Todd and Cameron Streets, but he could find no infestations on private property. He said residents claimed that dogs were catching rats in the street and blamed the old refuse tip in brackets pug hole pug hole i don't know <laughs> no that, that stopped me there term for a rubbish tip yeah i don't know when they started doing rubbish collection in gaula but originally about 100 years ago people were just burying the rubbish in the backyards hence so. attracting the rats yes <laughs> <laughs> so doing gardening is a little like an archaeological dig round where i live yeah. yeah careful. I've had a few bad cuts from broken glass in China. That's oh, been, really? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Duck up. I can't imagine going out in my yard and digging my rubbish because my dog would just bring it all back up for me again. Yes. <laughs> it's like a treasure hunt. Yes, yes. I'd been more interested in archaeology when we first built the property. I would have kept everything. But unfortunately, I didn't think about its archaeological value until mm. more recently. Oh, one man's trash is another man's yes. treasure. So it was happening 25 years ago. So 25 years ago, police were looking for a firebug. So this is quite a timely story. So yes. Elizabeth police are investigating three cases of suspected arson in the Kersbrook and One Tree Hill areas within the past week. It is believed a green Datsun could be linked with two of the fires which ignited within 20 minutes of each other last Tuesday. In all instances, the fires were quickly extinguished, minimising damage. However, one of the fires had the potential to destroy commercial cattle with an estimated value of 30000 So obviously... In the past couple of weeks, we've had quite a number of deliberately lit fires, including the Cherry Gardens bushfire in Adelaide Hills, which I know a lot of our local CFS members attended. And it is really quite a shame that, yeah, these people do go out there and light these fires for thrill. To imagine how anyone could deliberately cause that level of destruction. Mm. It just breaks my heart every time there's a fire and I think about Mm. the effects on people and wildlife and... Animals. Yes, the wildlife especially. In the Bunyip this week, I actually wrote an article about the Gula Animal Hospital taking in koalas and helping them because they're so dehydrated at the moment with the hot weather and also because their habitat's being destroyed in these fires. Koalas are quite territorial and so the males are kicking other koalas out of their homes. So yeah, really, really nice little story. Really some cute photographs of some koalas at the hospital. Yeah, so if you like koalas make sure you grab a copy of this week's paper and what was happening 10 years ago so 10 years ago a story with the headline dumped dogs rescued was printed so the article says the rspca is urging owners of unwanted pets to be responsible after a dog and her three puppies were found dumped on a local road in searing heat in late january John Walker of Evanston Park rescued the Staffordshire Bull Terrier crosses after he spotted them on Davidson Road off Two Wells Road at Bushfeld. Mr Walker, who found the dogs on a Sunday, tried unsuccessfully to get a vet to treat the dogs that day and took them to the Riverside Veterinary Surgery the following Monday, but it was too late for one puppy which died on the Sunday night. That's just terrible. That's so horrible. We have really good... Sunday weekend services now available mm. to us, but we didn't back then. 
Yeah, and well, I just don't understand. If you don't want the pets, at least drop them off at a shelter yes, or council or vet. Yes, There's yes. plenty of options. Animal welfare will take them. Yeah, and that just goes to show why you should never, ever give pets as gifts to people because they are a lifelong commitment. And, yeah, they might be exciting at first, but once they start, you know, ruining your furniture and and going to the toilet inside, they're a lot of work, but also very rewarding. And these articles just really upset me because there's so many people out there that do do the wrong thing. But, yeah, no, thank you to our amazing vet nurses and animal carers who do help these poor animals. There is now a 24-hour veterinary service out at Roseworthy. Oh, fantastic. And I think quite a few of the vets clinics opens over the weekend. That's great. Which is a big relief when you've got pets because they yes. always pick the weekends. They definitely do. They definitely do. Alrighty, well, that's all we have for you this week. Okay, thank you very much, Sarah. We'll thank see you. you next week. See you next week. Put all light signs.